0: All right, so I'm here today with President of the Students' Union, Akanksha Shabatnagar, and we're here to talk about the exciting summer that you had. Now, by my count, correct me if I'm wrong, you went to three conferences outside of Edmonton over the summer, and then you went to a bunch of other conferences within the city. Um, so we're just going to talk about uh, what students uh, can expect, uh, what experiences you gained from those conferences, and also... Uh, what you yourself learned personally and how that's going to affect your job coming coming up in this year. By far from all the Instagram posts, the one that I personally uh, think that it looked like you had the most fun at was the SU Development Summit in Vancouver. Is is that correct as an assumption? Totally. Do you mind telling me a, a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, so it's the Students Union Development Summit, or we call it SUDS. Uh, so it's hosted at UBC AMS, so the Alma Mater Society, which is their version of the SU. Uh, they host it every year, and it's meant to sort of provide professional development for students' unions, and so we get people from across the country. Uh, I think we had people all the way from Ontario out as well, uh, as well as obviously students in BC. And uh, during the day, we do a lot of sessions regarding like, what does it mean to be an SU executive? What is the future of the SU? So a lot of us know about the work happening in Ontario with the Student Choice Initiative. So that was a big topic of discussion going forward. So how can SUs talk about uh, diversifying revenue? And how can SUs talk about providing value to students or communicating value a lot better and I think one of the coolest parts about Suds is that you're really able to develop a network of community and so it's rare that you get to meet your counterparts out in Carleton or out in BC ever but Suds really brings those people together and we're able to develop a network that we're able to tap into all the time and in the evenings they tend to take us out uh, around town and sort of show us uh, the city that they have so it was really fun.
0: What was the biggest takeaway from that conference, aside from you mentioning the networking
1: aspect? So the most impactful session that we had was actually led by Alex Usher. So he's a higher education strategist, really well-renowned in his field. I would recommend anyone to read his posts online if they haven't already. But he did a session on the future of Students' Union. The number one thing that he talked about, and as someone who is a former VP academic, this definitely hit home for me, was students come to the University of Alberta or university as a whole to get a high-quality education. Right. So what that could look like is you getting a degree and leaving after four years or that could look like you doing a co-op or that could look like you getting involved. But students come here for a reason and SU should do a better job of tapping into that core fundamental reason. And that is the high quality education piece. So definitely um, struck a lot of chords with me. So the campaign that I ran for when I ran for VP Academic was focused on that topic as well. So it was a lot of reflecting on our part about, you know, what can we do Uh, in a situation that we are in right now in Alberta, talking about what SUs provide in terms of value. So we talked a lot about, you know, the students union right now doesn't do things like new professor orientation, but like, is it our place to start doing things like that? Uh, Potentially. And so that was definitely one of the most impactful sessions that we had.
0: Awesome. So we'll change gears here and we'll move to Canmore now. You went to the CAUSE Changeover Conference. So do you mind Uh, explaining what you were doing there and a little bit also about CAUSE.
1: Totally. So CAUSE is the Council of Alberta University students. Uh, We represent 100,000 students provincially. So we're from University of Calgary, Mount Royal University, University of Lethbridge, uh, McCune University, and the University of Alberta. And so we met in Canmore for our annual changeover conference where we have our incoming delegates and our outgoing delegates. So the delegates of cause are typically the presidents and the VP externals of every institution. And so we came together, sort of developed, you know, what are our priorities provincially for the year, especially now that we had just left a provincial election and there's a lot of change. That was the number one topic is, How do we actually do one-on-one lobby meetings with uh, members of the Legislative Assembly or MLAs? Or how do we do lobby meetings with, um, you know, associate ministers or things like that? And what priorities are we going to be bringing to these meetings? And so uh, it was a really fun conference, especially because it was located in such a beautiful place. But it's also very central uh, because the University of Lethbridge is about five hours from Edmonton. We typically tend to meet um, around Calgary.
0: And was the feeling about voluntary student unionism the same across all of the different delegates? Was it, what, And what was that feeling? Was it apprehension or were people uh, confident that you, United as cause you could come with a solution to, towards that problem?
1: I think it's a scary topic for student leaders to think about. And we're really lucky at the University of Alberta to have thought a lot about it, especially at our Students' Union. We, you know, really think deeply about the impact it's going to have. So I think there was truly a lot of fear uh, when it came to the topic. And CAUSE, again, the provincial group hosts another conference mid-summer, the only one that I was unable to go to, which was hosted in Lethbridge, called uh, Counterparts. So that's when you bring together all of the institutions, VPs, the the ones that typically don't go to CAUSE. And it was really at that conference where we honed in again on the messaging of we need to be on the same page regarding you know the value of SUs and presenting that value externally Uh, and so I think it was at that conference which was a few weeks ago that we were able to finally get on the same page really understand that we're all in this together and I really believe that although our terms are only one year, our impacts are longer than a year. So really thinking to the future of the student movement as a whole, rather than thinking about our terms in seclusion of just a year.
0: Now, you also went to the CASA Foundations Conference. Uh, So do you mind explaining what CASA is? and what you were doing at that conference.
1: Absolutely, so CASA is a Canadian Alliance of Student Associations. We have about 23 members coast to coast uh, and represent about 360,000 students, including the Uh, UEQ in Quebec. And so VP External Adam Brown this year is the chair of CASA for a second term. He's actually the first second term chair in the history of CASA, which is fantastic. And so the CASA Foundations Conference serves as a way for CASA delegates who are again the president and the VP External or similar of these institutions to come together and, you know, learn about what it is to be part of CASA. And something that I really enjoy about CASA and that it makes me really proud to be a member of CASA is that we focus a lot on what it's what it means to be an intersectional advocate. So there was cultural competency training for the first time that I've ever been a part of in terms of federal and provincial advocacy, which I was very happy to see. Uh, there was a blanket exercise that we were able to be a part of and really frank discussions about um, representation as a whole so we understand that because only your presidents and your VPXs are coming that these are positions of power and we're not always bringing the all the voices to the table so how can we best do that and another thing that happens at foundations is that you're electing the new board of directors and so that was when Adam was elected again as a CASA chair and that's when we elected the rest of the uh, CASA uh, board members and then we started brainstorming very high level about the CASA priorities for the year so we talk about what our federal priorities could be going into a provincial, uh, our federal election, sorry. Our uh, conference schedule is definitely uh, very different. And so if there had not been a provincial, federal election coming up, we would have had another conference this summer to talk about our advocacy ask. But we are going to be waiting until after the federal election to host the uh, policy strategy conference.
0: Now, um, all of those conferences, um, students might be wondering w- what what concrete action will they get out of that? What benefits will they receive? Because, um, you know, you guys have to get a great time. You get to learn a lot. But how does that translate into the leadership and and what students will get out of the students' union?
1: Totally. So I think if I could say the top three things that conferences teach you is that one, you're able to build a network of people from across the country they're able to tap into for advocacy support. So last year, the first time that I attended a CAUSE conference as a VP academic, I was able to be with my counterparts and learn that, you know, McEwen doesn't even have read and Week yet. And so when she, when the VP at the time had learned that, we spent a lot of time, you know, sending her resources and vice versa. And so we're able to sort of see where other schools are at. And, you know, we're always trying to be better advocates or you know ensure that students on our campus have the most accessible post-secondary education whatever that may look like and other schools really act as a as places to look to and also as places to learn from and I think I'm very biased but the University of Alberta Students Union we're really lucky in the staff capacity that we have the programming and services that we run I think in all the conferences I've gone to, I've learned that a lot of students want to learn from what the UASU has to offer and how we're able to provide such diverse programming and services and events and advocacy to our students. And I think the second thing that you really learn from these conferences is how to really be a better leader. And in that sense, I mean, no one is going to be a perfect leader in a year or in two years or three years but you only have effectively a year as an SU executive to get a lot of projects done and so there's a lot of discussion from post from prior executives who are able to really give you the feedback and advice that you wanted to hear but are hearing from different perspectives and so Um, a lot of that value wouldn't have happened if you weren't able to truly reflect on past successes or past quote-unquote failures. And I think the third thing you learn is like tangible action items. So it's one thing to talk about, you know, mobilizing students on campus, but mobilizing students out at the University of Prince Edward Island Students Union or here at the University of Alberta are completely different. So we know that students connect with SUs across the world in different or across the country, even in different ways. And out of these conferences, we're really able to tailor our advocacy. And the number one thing I think these conferences provide is that you're able to really reflect on what you do right now. So out of every conference, I usually have a mission to learn one thing a day. So if a conference is three days, I'll try to think of one thing a day that I've learned that's very positive. And we have to report back again all of these um, conference times, schedules, what we've learned back to our board of directors or students' council. So I find a lot of value in a lot of the work we do and there have been conferences that we didn't go to this year that we went to last year because there wasn't value added for us last year. So I would say that we spend a lot of time thinking about the impacts of the conferences that we go to and if there really is value added for us or not. So that's a great question though.
0: Now, outside of those conferences, you also had some things that were happening in, in town here. You had your own uh, executive in town retreat, which happened in June you also underwent executive media training in July. Uh, you also went through a student a student leaders orientation in June uh, with the Ministry of Advanced Education. Um, do you mind talking a little bit about uh, that orientation that you had with the ministry and how, how did that go?
1: Mm, so the student leaders orientation, as you said, was hosted by the Advanced Education Ministry. And so we had people from the Campus Alberta folks. We had um policy leaders from across the ministry and what they did was they did a two-day orientation and they really taught us like what does it mean to be uh in the ministry side so there's the political aspect of it which is the minister and all the political figures but the ministry are the bureaucrats that are there there every single day uh regardless of the, po- the part the party around them and they really sort of talked to us about when you have an idea and when you are advocating to politicians who actually does the implementation and it's the bureaucrats that do that kind of work and so they really talk to us about you know what are our priorities this year and I think the ministry has it has stayed the same from the last uh, government and this government so in that sense there wasn't a lot of change but I can't speak to the way that it was hosted last year but this year I was really happy that we did a breakout session actually and this was probably the most um, impactful thing that I learned after we had a breakout session and we each talked about our priorities and we really pushed on Things like, for me, the biggest pieces were sexual violence, open education, resource funding, um, and tuition and grants. And we heard that when this went back to the ministry, that they had written down every single one of pieces of our feedback with our names attached and followed up right after. So I think it was really interesting this year, and that's something that they did last year, was directly follow up with institutions and their ass saying, you know, we heard you, that these are your biggest priorities, and we heard that you really care about these things, we'd love to invite you to you know, talk more about that, or we'd love to, you know, help you schedule a meeting with ex-minister or, you know, ex-ministry person. So I think it's been really impactful in that sense to be able to see that. But again, the student leaders orientation is across all of Alberta. So it was a really great time to see some of those student leaders that we don't get to see uh, a lot of the time. And the Minister of Advanced Education, Dimitrios Nicolaitis, ran a QA and a session, and he stayed considerably uh, for a decent, along long, a long amount of time, enough to answer all of our questions. And he was very open to, you know, hearing our feedback. And something that I thought was great was that when we asked him a question, he didn't know the answer. He, you know, didn't give us, um, the answer of like, oh, you know, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. He was very genuine in saying, you know, I don't know a lot about that yet, but I'd love to follow up or I'd love for you to teach me more. So we actually wrote, um, a paper that, compares tax credits and upfront grants and we're hoping to sort of circulate that with politicians and you know trying to get politicians to shift to the more upfront grant model rather than looking at tax credits.
0: Now you also mentioned uh, open educational resources and you went to a summit at NorQuest focused specifically on that and I know that OERs are something that you were very much uh, looking to implement as VPA last year and you're continuing that this year. How was that summit, and what were some things that you took away from there?
1: So the Norquist Summit was really interesting. It was hosted as sort of a regional thing. It was only a day long, and the number one thing that I got out of that conference was talking about indigenization of courses. And so when you think about OERs right now, a lot of people, the, the first argument that comes to mind is that you're financially saving dollars. And for sure, that's a great argument, but the more ingrained you get in the OER movement, you're realizing that OERs also allow you to read a more diverse set of authors. And so something that's really frustrated me in my post-secondary education is that I've read a lot of books and papers and things published by your very typical uh, white authors or Caucasian North American authors. And it's because people who people of color and marginalized folks aren't getting published in those papers for X, Y, and Z reasons or in those journals. And OER has really opened you up to the fact that there are a lot of subject matter experts that are, you know, not getting published in those paid journals, but open education resource journals are publishing them. And so a lot of the the new movement I've been seeing is that there's a lot of ways that OERs can actually diversify the way that you understand things and diversify the experience that you have in terms of, you know, learning about building bridges or, you know, why it's important to be thinking about environmental sustainability when, advocating to different First Nations communities, for example. And so that was sort of my biggest takeaway is that the movement for that is getting larger and larger and that when OER advocates are doing advocacy to, of course, focus it on the financial aspect, but OERs as a whole, uh, in terms of the educational experience, is more than just a financial break. It's really ensuring a dynamic and high quality education for students.
0: How are you going to make sure that students know that, hey, I've, I've been here all summer, I've been working... I'm trying to make this as best as possible for for all of you.
1: Totally. So we're hoping that, you know, when students get to campus that some of the ones that have been here for a bit will notice some different things. And so we are going to be touching point. Um, I've been really pushing the Students' Union to be taking a lot of data-driven approaches. And so surveys are a really great way to collect that sort of qualitative data. And we're also going to be looking for ways that we can uh, really collect more quantitative data. So things like tracking how many Uh, bodies walking in and out of SUB, I think is really important. We often say that, you know, SUB is a living room of campus, but what does that mean in terms of quantifiable actual data point numbers? And so all the things that we're doing, we are trying to develop ways that we can connect and get feedback and I think the number one way that we're going to be communicating it outwards is really working with our marketing and communications team. We've seen a revamp of our branding uh, be a huge priority of us over the summer with the whole this is your UASU campaign and our social media team has been really tracking the data analytics on the back end to see you know do students notice a the brand change, is the brand change effective and are students accessing our services and connecting them with the SU more than before and i'm really excited to see the impacts of the this is your su campaign it's been a huge priority of mine for the whole summer and i think we're finally understanding and i'm really proud to be here while this change is happening that we need to connect with students in a way that's non-institutional right students should look to the students union as the first place on campus um, that has their back and i think with this new branding with this new language we're finally going to be able to connect with students in a way that truly impacts them even if they don't really care about what it is we do if they just care about free like cheap beer or free events no matter what a student is doing on campus they should be able to think you know the students union is doing something to actually impact my life
0: awesome well thanks so much for coming
1: no thank you so much for having me this was really fun